here with Brian Nowak, Town of Chictawaga Deputy Supervisor. But you started as working on the Bernie Sanders campaign. Right. I was somebody that uh, I didn't see my life path as getting into politics, getting into politics or getting into elected office. Uh, Sanders was somebody I was following since uh, I was a college student. And when he decided to run, I said, okay, this guy's gonna probably going to get 5% of the vote. It's going to be a good showing on, on, on some of the issues that I care about and he was drawing attention to. Much surprise, to my surprise, he ends up getting over 40% of the delegates going to the convention. And uh, that got me involved uh, in Democratic politics in a big way. I'll tell you, a lot of the guys who worked on my campaign worked on your campaign first mm-hmm. and became my very close friends, including... It's James. <laughs> 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 James, yeah. yeah. What was it like working on Brian's campaign? Oh, it was great. You know, going to make it any secret, Brian and I have you know, a lot of similar values and, you know, wanting health care for all or, you know, paying attention to infrastructure, so on and so forth. And just even the you know, model he used campaigning, not taking corporate contributions, mm. and, uh, you know, gave us the feeling that nobody really owed him, that he was – Truly a public servant in the uh, best term. <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, as you go through politics, though, um, it becomes more difficult. To get ahead, people do want you to pledge to them or not speak openly or kind of mm. restrict what your commentary is. Has that been a struggle for you? Uh, not really. Uh, I think – in the work that I've done, uh, you know, people know what they're getting when they're dealing with me. You know, I haven't been pulled into smoke-filled rooms and like, hey, we're going to offer you X, Y, Z for for this thing. Uh, as as far as the the issues I advocate for or or the ideas that I'm expecting, people know I'm my own guy. Uh, and uh, for the folks in Chitawaga, I think that were supporting me and pushing me along within the Democratic Party knew what they were getting into in that respect. So thus far, it hasn't been too much of an issue. Uh, I, I know that someone like me isn't going to be the kind of person that's going to be um, offered the next opportunity. Uh, where I come from, that that was never my life path, you know, my life path. Uh, it, the things, if I want to get ahead in this business, I'm going to have to make my own way and, and, and make my own path forward, uh, building coalitions with different interest groups and different individuals. You know, things aren't going to be handed to me, and, and I'm fine with that. Well, you're doing it. There is, however, there's a division. There's people who are people like you who build things up the grassroots way, who build coalitions, who come to politics with fresh, fresh ideas and a fresh way of looking at things. And there's people who got, go up through the system and work up to the bureaucracy. Do you see a conflict between those two sides? Uh, to a degree there is. I, I think there's, some, there's, there's a bridge uh, within those as well, that you have people that they understand how the political process, the political system works, and, and not the, you know, you go out and talk to your neighbors and get on the ballot, but the, the party machinery and understanding what the incentives are for people, how the patronage system is functioning, those kind of things that, you know, even people that are bucking the trend and working out that side of the system, you got to deal with that reality. Uh, and, you know, thus far, you know, I've been fortunate in and bringing you know the people power and in a fundraising model and uh, all grassroots support together um, to working with those uh, power brokers, so to speak, uh, to say this is what I'm bringing to the table. You know, this is what I'm looking to do, uh, and getting some support there. Um, but there there is a conflict as well. You know, there's you know if if somebody is seen as too, too independent, too much of a loose cannon. Uh, 
you you kind of run into problems. You have to you, you have to do you, you got to do what you can to, to to earn people's trust in a sense, or uh, to show them that you're somebody that they can deal with. You do need a party because you need people mm. to work together to get signatures. You can't do it completely mm. alone. And if you get signatures and you have a team that works together, it's definitely more powerful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't want the party boss men to call the shots. Or you don't want party insiders to call the shots. So you have to kind of balance the both sides. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm getting at. Is you know, I don't. I think it's tough to to run absolutely independent of those things. Um, you got to build good relationships with everybody, whether they're whether they're with the established democratic machinery, whether they're on the grassroots side of things, and build those personal relationships with everybody. Whether it's the the, the labor movement, um, you know, the folks that are doing environmental work, the healthcare for all crowd, all these guys building positive relationships on a one on one basis with all these guys, and bring them all together uh, to to build winning campaigns. Because depending on depending on only one piece or another of this isn't enough to to get over the finish line when you're somebody that is saying, you know, my my moral compass is telling me I'm going to speak out on this issue. A good case would be the issue with um, locally with Sheriff Howard. You know, we've got a sheriff right now who is managing uh, the holding centers here in Erie County where the suicide rate is five times the national average. Over two dozen people have died under his watch. He's denying freedom of information requests uh, for information about what's going on in that jail. You, it just you can go on and on about the issues there. It's cost taxpayers in Erie County over four million dollars in recent years. You know, we we need Democrats, we need elected officials who are speaking out about that being a problem and starting to get serious about the idea of removing this man for office. That doesn't gain you a lot of friends in the political community. Uh, so when you're willing to go out on a limb and do something like that, you need to make sure you have positive relationships with absolutely everybody. Um, yeah, I think we forget sometimes that the purpose of politics is to create um, friendships and to create alliances. At the same time, I think you have to be willing, if you're going to stay if true to who you are as a politician or as a, true, as a leader, if you're going to stay true to who you are as a leader, you need to be willing to say no to people and stand mm-hmm. up to people sometimes that too. So you recently, do you want to talk about your recent run or no? Yeah, let's go for it. There was an opening for uh, a seat on the Erie County Legislature. Uh, what had happened was the legislator, uh, Burke, ran for state assembly, and he ended up winning his November election. So that created an opening. Um, there were a few folks that were interested in the, in the seat, among them uh, the now legislator, uh, Tim Myers. He had lined up a lot of support within the Democratic Committee long before I expressed public interest in the race. Uh, but I did what I could, reaching out to committee members to to build support. Um, and at the endorsement, pretty much got crushed three to one. Uh, and you know, for for the committee members, it was commitments that were made long before I expressed public support. For some of them, for others, it wasn't wanting to buck the trend. But there was some horse trading going on behind the scenes that, um, you know, at, at some points in in that run, it appeared, at least to our side, that this thing could have gone either way. It ended up that, you know, this was decided long in advance. Um, but that's part of part of what you deal with in this business is that, you know, as far as dealing with the democratic machinery. Um, there are people that are playing a long game that are thinking two, three, much longer out um, than some of the start of candidates. And, you know, that forces folks like me into a situation that, you know, I, I, you need 500 signatures to get on the ballot uh, under current law. 
to primary you mean? Yeah, to primary somebody oh. that's gonna that's gonna be there. And it's you know, I can build an organization that does that, but is it worth running this primary contest? What issues is it worth running on? Are we gonna have a Democrat that's gonna deal with the Erie County Holding Center? Are we gonna have a Democrat that's advocating for improving the situation with health care in Erie County, that's working to improve median wages, job prospects, all so, these kinds so of things. So are we gonna have a Democrat? I'm still looking at my options as far as that race goes. But, you know, as far as the decision that was made and who gets that appointment, it is what it is, and it's passed. Got it. As as a councilman, I was able to get some good work done with uh, now Legislator Myers, uh, wishing him the best, hoping that he and the rest of the Democratic majority at the county level are doing the kind of work we need to get done to to do the best things by the taxpayers. So let's talk about where we are as a country. Where are we as a country? I'm a realist. Let me start there. And I think that we can solve all the problems that we're dealing with. But, you know, depending on who's in power, whether Democrats have power one year, Republicans have power the next, for the last 40 years, things have been going in the wrong direction, I think, as far as the way the economy is functioning. You look at labor force participation rate. Where we are now, around 63 percent, is where we were in 1978. You saw an upward curve to around 67, 68 percent. 15, 20 years ago, and it's been down steady ever since. Uninsured rates um, before the passage of the Affordable Care Act were just as bad as they were in 1973. And in the last four years, we've been going in the wrong direction on uninsurance rates. Under the Trump administration, you know, people are losing their insurance. Work requirements are being added to those. Median wages have been in the wrong direction for 40 years. The infrastructure is rotting away. I think everybody sees that. Even though we're getting new pavements or roads, we see bridges that should be demolished and rebuilt that were just patching up and patching up. We're doing some good work on sewers and some of that infrastructure, but we can do much more. So we're going the wrong way, but you think we can get to the right way? I think we can get to the right place. It's going to require some serious investments, especially at the federal level. There's a lot of things that we're not paying attention to the way that we should. I get what you're saying. I think people respond to you because you're so – you're honest and you are outspoken. But it seems like you're, I don't know. I'm more worried also about the present moment mm. and the scariness of the present moment, where we have a leadership like we have in the highest position in our country, or in our local representation, from Mr. Collins beyond. You're not mm. scared about where we are as regards to this current trend of, of authoritarian leadership. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, this is something that's this is something that's been going on again for decades. That you know, with the with the rise in let's say it authoritarian tendencies, you know, there's a correlation with the erosion of of democracy and the rise of wealth inequality. You know, this is a trend that you see. Whenever this happens in countries where authoritarian tendencies grow, you see a concentration of wealth and you see erosion of the vote. You know, the, with the Voting Rights Act being rolled back, with, with, with all of these different difficulties that have been, putting in, been put in front of the ability to vote, fewer polling places, restricting the hours, all these other issues. New York has been an exception in expanding voting rights. We've seen good coming out of Florida. We're starting to turn that around, but there's a lot of work to do on that front. There's been talk of a constitutional amendment at the federal level to give the right to vote. That's a start that's needed. But, you know, you know, there's a lot of folks that say that Trump has been the cause of all these problems, that he's been destroying this, that, and the third, and, and he, he's certainly not good for this country. He's not an honest person. He's not an honest broker. So he's symptomatic of uh, a broader symptom- disease. Donald Trump is symptomatic of a larger disease in our society and in the, in the erosion of democracy in the last couple decades especially. So a lot of people are frustrated. A lot of people agree with what you're saying. 
They see the erosion of our democracy. They see the wealth inequality. What do you ask them to do? What do you want them to do? There's a lot that can be done. It, it, political engagement first and foremost. Uh, I, I, the way I see it, as far as building organized political power to, to win elections and to win on policy, in, in my view, the best move forward there is to get involved in the local Democratic Committee uh, and, and push the Democratic Party in the direction that it needs to go. We've seen segments of the left withdraw, especially from the beginning of the Bush years forward, to leave the Democratic Party to to other people that want to participate. Uh, Got to get involved. I think the best move there in the political side is to have a voice inside the Democratic Party. I agree with what you're saying, but I, was, I just want to emphasize. Yeah. If you get involved in your local committee, it's this easy. Send an email. Say, I want to be involved in the committee. When's the next meeting? You'll go to the meeting. Worst case scenario, they treat you a little bit like an outsider, but they can't kick you out of the room. It's a public meeting. You be there. You make your voice heard. Best case scenario, which is often the case because there's not even committees existing in most places, you say, I want to be on the committee, and I want to be an active member. And if they give you that chance, don't lose your fire. Say what you believe. If you speak boldly and say what you believe, you will see changes happen. Don't just listen to what the current leadership has to say. Your ideas are valuable. Your viewpoint is valuable. And on the, and on the labor union front, get involved. Do not buy this bull that these unions are taking away your money and not giving you any rights. You have rights. Get involved. Stay involved. Be part of your union. Go ahead. Now, you see with the, in, on the union front, you see that the, the shutdown, organized labor, is a primary cause of why that government shut down and ended the federal level. Absolutely. Yeah. But be, beyond that, beyond getting involved in, in the Democratic Party and steering that in a, in a better direction, I am under no illusions that it's just going to magically change in 30 seconds toward the positions that I'm advocating. But there are a lot of like-minded people in the room that want to see things go in that direction. And But there's there's competing interests you got to deal with. On the Brian, I'm with you 100%. I'm just going to end it quick because we'll do it again. Yeah. But let me say this to you. Um, you're doing great. Um, I think you're doing. I think your voice is very important in Western New York. Is there anything you want to add before we wrap this version up? Oh, um, it, it, just in brief, that you know, it, it's easy to get discouraged and be cynical. Don't let that happen. There are a lot of like-minded people out there, uh, and and for a generation now, on some of these big battles, we have seen successes and failures and the ebbs and flows of that. Don't let the short term get to you. Just find like-minded people, work with them, organize with them. Uh, and we're seeing, we've seen successes and wins on things that have been a pleasant surprise. You see the issues with um, LGBT rights. You know, we've gotten wins just in the last week at the state level. That took a generation of working together with people. in the Marijuana legalization. Out. Yeah, and that as well. I mean, we're on track to legalize marijuana here in, in New York this year. And but, when two, a couple yeah. years ago when I first ran for office and I brought it up, people wanted to hang me. They wanted to kill yeah, me. It, it, ever so since, it's changed yeah. dramatically. For, for over a decade, I've been a public advocate for the legalization of marijuana. And it's, it's been lonely at times, but now the tide has turned. It, it just makes sense to legalize. It does. And from the revenue side, um, from the criminal justice side, and you got to get to the devil's in the details of how you do this. you got to do it in the right way. Ohio wanted to legalize, but they put forward a proposal that was kind of disastrous in a lot of ways. Fortunately, that was shut down a few years ago. Why is that? Why is um, they were going to essentially turn marijuana into an oligopoly or a monopoly, which is a oh, few I companies see. controlling the market. They weren't going to deal as well with the criminal justice side as they could, mm -hmm. and it was just going to be a cash cow for investors. And I fear that's going to happen in New York, too. You hope that's not the case, but um, we do have a good proposal out there in, in MRTA, the Marijuana Regularization and Taxation Act. You know, if that's the But things change. Go, huh? If you stay involved, you stay positive, 
And also, if you push through those bad moments, those losses, those things that go, don't go your way, mm-hmm. uh, you got to play the long game, right? And just keep hoping that we can improve this country the he, same way the country took 40 years to go the wrong way. Yeah. It could take 40 years to go it's back gonna the right way. It's going to take a while to yeah. turn it around. It's just The important thing is building good one-to-one relationships with everybody that you meet in this work because you never know when that's going to pay off or, or pay dividends to getting the right thing done for people. Thank you, Brian.